0: Welcome to Your Real Your Ideal. I'm Amy Tokas, my co-host Sandy Lane, and I have a conversation this week about values in action. How do you honor your values, value others, and be in relationships where you are valued? There are actions around all three of these that can help you increase your happiness factor. Listen in and learn. If you're curious, it'll take you a long way. Thank you for joining us.
1: Welcome to Your Real, Your Ideal. Hi, Sandy. How are you doing today? Hi, Amy. We are back. Another week, another conversation. I'm excited. I
0: know. And today we're kind of wrapping up this happiness factor conversation. We've gone through the values for two last podcasts, but the happiness factor of the equation is the V cubed, so the three values times
1: the action. And so today we're talking about action to get the outcome that increases your happiness. and I'll tell you Amy, I love the conversation about action because I think it's where people mess up the most. Yeah, they either jump to action without thinking about what I call it just the V cubed is the y. They jump to action or they do nothing. And that's typically what I see is they'll just choose an action without contemplating the value portion, the why portion, or they do nothing. And I've said this before, but I always go back to the phrase, an inert object does not move. So back to embracing change and wanting positive change, if there's no movement, nothing's going to happen. I think I, I actually throw a third thing in the hat there too, is the, there's a misconception that the action has to be huge. Uh, like right. when we talked about the great resignation, quitting your job. And then later Amy texts me and read an article about a large percentage of people that quit their jobs now want their jobs back. So yeah. that's a big action. <laughs> and, and then I'm going to flip back to our conversation last week. Uh, when we were talking about, we were applying it to relationships. I think many times the, 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 not the smallest, the easiest actions are the best ones for the first step. And usually it is a conversation, a conversation Mm -hmm. with the why and the values is will have the biggest impact or a starting point. You don't have to start with quitting, you know, start with an action as long as it's backed by the value and it's thoughtful. And you're also curious and a listener because that's how you value the other side. Right. (laughs) So Yeah.
0: Actually. Interesting. It's interesting. You say that. Cause I was digging and doing some research this morning because we're recording on Monday and we just had a, we had our last conversation on Friday. So my research was this morning. <laughs> I didn't have a whole week to high research.
1: research.
0: <laughs> I know high intense, like do a quick, but when I was going through values and the research, the number one thing was identifying values and then communicating values. Those were like the top two on all of the, because I was researching how to honor your values through actions. Mm -hmm. And that was what kept popping up was you have to know your values and then you have to communicate your values.
1: And, And then the topper on core values is all the, we had talked about this last week too, how you have your DNA, you have your values, but then they're shaped by your experience, what you have to offer. And there's, we also have baggage too. And I think about people valuing each other at work and work is always a good example or not valuing each other, especially in this political climate that we have had in the past. Sometimes people don't take the time to understand other people's uh, road, what their experience looked like, what their background looked like, and they're not valuing that they may have had a different path to get where, to where they're at. And they might not even know other than what they have heard, because they have not been curious on what experiences and things they bring to the table that might shape the values to what they are today. And part of that yes. is the word that keeps coming up with me, Amy, in conversations. And I think it's serendipity. I see it in articles. It comes up in conversations is the word curious. And I yeah. love the word curious because it infers listening. Yeah. It is thinking outside yourself. You're not just, if you're curious about yourself, you have your own conversation, but the, the opposite of judgment is curious. And part of valuing others is being curious about them and even being curious about yourself in the wise and being true to it. You know? Yeah. So I like that. And word. I, Maybe it'll be my new bracelet. Curious. My new word. I like that. I, I would say the opposite of
0: curious could also be knowing because sometimes it, when we're not curious, we assume we already know everything and there's nothing to be curious about. So it's, you know, there may not be a judgment. We may not be moving into judgment, but we might be just making assumptions that we already know. So we don't need to ask questions about it. So I do like the pursuing curiosity. I think that's really pivotal to this now. So when I was thinking about our conversation today, we've got the three V's and I was like the action associated with those it could be different for every single situation. So if you're low on knowing your core values, it's going to be a different action. If you're low and valuing others, it'll be a different action. If you're low, if your number's low for being valued, it would be a different action. So I was thinking maybe we should go, cause there's only, we only want one action. Can I really. be the devil's advocate?
1: Sure. I actually don't look at it that way. <laughs> so this is. I, I say you go back and say my happiness factor is low. Unwind it. It's not three different things. It's the combination of those, and and the action is what's causing you the most angst. It's not taking each one and saying I need to do it. It really is. Right. You're exactly right. It's one action, but it's. Can I? I'll use an example. Yeah. Um. Right now, uh, I you know my happiness factor is a little bit low. Uh, it's lower than it usually is what's causing that. And this is a true story about two weeks ago. I thought, gosh, you know, I'm just not getting out enough. Um, or all right, one of the things that I know what, so going back to, I, I skipped my step of what I'm talking about here, my happiness factor is low. Why is it? And what, what's feeling? Cause first it's, you kind of think through what is it that's not feeling quite right. And mm-hmm. the thing with me was, that I wasn't having enough outside interaction outside of the house, which goes back to my core values of fun and adventure. I have a lot of fun with my husband. We do a lot of things, but I'm not interacting with a lot of people. And a theme around my core values is relationships. And I do, it's back to valuing other people that having that reciprocal. And so, you know, finding, putting the core or trying to put your thumb on what it is, because usually it's one thing, that's of more intensity than all three. Okay. Right. It's going to be yeah. one of those that's affecting it. And so if you can kind of get, if, so you do think, so maybe, you know, I say not devil's advocate, but another way of looking at it is when I'm coaching people. And I say the V3 is you usually have a pretty innate feeling for what's off. So it might be work, it might be people, but then when you go into the V3 and dig into it, you have a good feel for what is off kilter in your life right now, or what you're not happy with, right? Right. Kids, maybe, uh, your health, then you go into the V3 and say, okay, it's one of these or all of these that's impacting it and finding out how to resolve that. Am I valuing my uh, co-workers in my relationship? Am I feeling valued? The valued and core are probably the easier ones. But in my situation, I decided to reach out to some people I knew before COVID and just throw it out there. So my action was get together with some people, but apply my view cubed too, because back to being curious and understanding, and I did find out in that conversation that so, so I was happy. We met a neighbor, another lady, we went out, it was all beautiful, core Mm -hmm. values. I got it all figured out. And one of the ladies said, I'm not vaccinated. And um, she went on to say she was immune and she was a teacher in disease. And it came up that that conversation went to the curious because rather than being judgmental, I heard her reasons why, and she had other issues. And it was a great, value, valued conversation. That was a two-sided fulfillment and all of our sides that we'll get together again, but yeah, unpacking the trigger and then applying the V3. So trigger might be the right word.
0: I think I like that word. Trigger is a good word because what's triggering the, the low happiness factor and then digging in. And so what, What I was thinking is depending on which one it is, your actions are going to be different because I started going through, okay, if it's something that's not in alignment with your core values, then you can make an adjustment as to what you're doing, right? So that's kind of you um, aligning something or doing something different to align yourself with your core values. So an example would be like one of mine is peace. And, you know, when things get rowdy around the house or, or there's uh, elevated voices and I'm just like, I can feel like that's my trigger (laughs) of like, okay, I'm feeling like, uh, I, I think of this when our families get together over over a week. And we're like at a VRBO or something. This is kind of when I feel this, it's like, ah, it's getting chaotic. I step out and I can control that. Cause I'm like, okay, I can step out. I can go sit outside and, Mm -hmm. you know, do something different. I don't have to be in the middle of all this chaos. So I think when it's something like that, that you can control and you can pick your environment is easier. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Okay. That's because that's in your control. Now, here's where I started to have trouble being valued. Like sometimes that's not in your control.
1: This is why I go back to the triggers. I don't start right. with the values. I start with the trigger. Yeah. Um, I tell you hundred percent of the time, if somebody says my happiness, would I? when people know that their happiness is lower than they want it to be because I have the opposite happen. I'll have people, I had a workshop that I had a group of people that are like, I just want to know ways to be happier. If it's ways to be happier and you're feeling pretty darn good, it's probably not the trigger. That's exactly what you're talking about. It's self-awareness day-to-day, uh, trying to make the best of each three and being valued. I think with that, so let's just say there's no trigger. We have a high base of happiness, but we want to have that self-awareness and manage ourselves. It is the hardest to be valued, but that's when you walk away or you don't spend your time with people who don't value you. You and I, and I don't remember Amy, sometimes we have conversations. I don't remember if they're on here or not, but we talked about the one-sided conversations. So when you're (laughs) an example for that to -to day-to-day life. So let's go to -to day-to-day life without a obvious trigger with that. So when you go to lunch with the person who is in your circle, who Every time it's a one-sided conversation, you really don't feel valued because they don't really care that much. Yeah. Um, when they say, okay, what time are we going to meet next week? It's so easy to get in that circle to say, okay, 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 and you keep doing it? You don't have to cut off the relationship, but maybe spend less time and say, let's right. just do this once a quarter, right? Okay.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So that's pretty simple if it's something like that, but what if, if, if it's day-to-day, one, what if it's one of your children that- isn't valuing you.
1: That's like, part of, to me, that's the communication and the action on, uh, having a good conversation and what you accept when you don't accept. Cause back to being valued is you can't change what somebody that d- it's the hardest because it is somebody else. You right? can't change them, but you don't have to accept behavior. And yes. My okay. kids are, I don't, you know, we both do things that tick us off. They don't always respect me, but I hear stories from mothers and they're like, well, you know, my kids, they had this and they had this, and they're mad at me for that. And I'm like, that is bullshit. You know, you're accepting being treated poorly and there's no, there's no excuse for that. And we all make mistakes, but nobody should accept being treated poorly. That's devaluing. That's a negative number in the happiness factor. Right. And I'm not saying with what you're, my example is devaluing and a negative is horrible when you're devalued by it's one thing not to be appreciated. So it's another thing to be degraded and to be mistreated. Right. I
0: am completely on page with you on the same page. And that's the hard part about this one is it's easy when it's somebody that you're not living with, But if it's someone you're in the house with, then you have to figure out the boundaries to protect yourself. You have to figure out, uh, what, what the line in the sand is like for children, for spouses, for parents, whatever it is, siblings, you know, those ongoing relationships to make sure that, um, everybody's being valued.
1: And here's a good part to throw this one in is back to understanding each other. Um, You know, I'm using an extreme about being devalued because that's the assumption that the motive is impure. Um, I'm purposefully being mean to you. I'm purposefully calling you names. The, The typical is more feeling devalued and not feeling, Garrett uses the phrase, we're not on the same page, okay? That's the hard one. And it gets back to, when your values, your core values are different, your experiences are different, you're a parent with more, less, you're wired differently. This is where yeah. I think a lot of the tools like um, the, the different personality assessments and even love languages, I wish it was called just relationship languages because yeah. it, it's very good and it's, it's yeah. it really is driven in our, our core value themes. Right. So if you think about the themes, the love languages, take the themes and say, I'm more of, uh, you know, I like physical gifts. I like physical touch, but it's good to know even for your kids, because part of that, the trigger for them, I'm not valuing you or my spouse, not valuing me. It's they, they talk about it in the love language. I think they call it the crazy circle because one starts doing it to the other and neither take the time to understand each other. Mm -hmm. And those little things, they've helped me with my kids and my spouse, those, the different assessments and understanding how they're wired and innately, they get back to values. You know, once you understand how you're wired, that's the action, but good assessments in how we're wired, which tell you how to act are going to be built off of values. They're really built off of strengths is built off of values. All those things are built off of innate values and talents, but those talents and values kind of go together. you know, right. there, there's there's a interaction there too. Completely. I completely see that. All right, so I did some
0: research on valuing others, too. Like how do you, if you're struggling with valuing others, this is on you. This is something you can fix. And there were some steps you can take, like don't ignore people, make time for people, be humble, try to help them if needed. But one of the actions that I found, it was when you're, you're finding yourself not valuing others, you need to make a list of their good qualities or qualities that you do admire and keep revisiting that so that you remind yourself of what their value is and what they're bringing to the relationship so it keeps you top of mind
1: that's a really good one and and it reminds you by doing that back to authenticity you're thinking about it i like the word curious here too because yeah. when you just stop and listen you're going to pick up on those things that make them more interesting and you're 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 hearing things from them out of curiosity and not a directed question. Right? right.
0: Right. And you're not just dismissing them because you're like, I don't agree with them. So I'm just going to dismiss them. Uh, okay. Wait, exactly how you were in that lunch conversation um, with your friend who, you know, wasn't vaccinated, but you, you had a good curious coming together of, mm-hmm. I I'm still going to value you and I'm going to learn more about
1: this. Don't you think too? learning how to value other people? And I think this is a good exercise. I'm developing this in my mind right now as I'm doing it to myself, but to know (laughs) how to value others. It's great to go through the exercise of thinking about times in your life where you felt the most valued. And that starts with Uh, what, and this is a question I do ask, what's, what's the best compliment you've gotten? Can you think about, and usually people will come up with things that they remember and they're the most not off things, but they're not, oh my gosh, you know, you are the smartest female in Omaha, Nebraska. It's not something like that. It's little comments that people have made that have stuck with you. And by doing that exercise and thinking about those things, I think it really helps me be more open-minded on finding those small things that are big things in other people too. And it opens our mind to seeing other people for what's important rather than what's just important to us.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, I love that exercise. It's It took me to mine. Can I tell you mine?
1: Really I love quick? it. I love it.
0: <laughs> the, what is your see? It comes
1: right so to mine, doesn't it?
0: It does. And it's funny. Cause I was just thinking about this last week, how this has stuck with me for so long. And I was going to send a note to the person who said this to me when Reagan was like six months old, we had a family friend come visit f- who's my mom's age. Okay. So she was like an aunt to me growing up and she uh, was visiting and we were down in downtown Kansas city. And I bought a book and it was how to raise daughters to be strong women or something like that. Okay. And so I was like, because I'm like, I'm raising this daughter that I want her to be a strong woman. And Peggy looked at me and she's like, well, just ask your mom. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's the sweetest thing anybody's ever said. Number one about my mom. And then about that she viewed me as a strong woman. I was just like, oh my gosh, that's the nicest thing. So anyway, and,
1: and two things that you knew right away. The reason yeah. it felt that way immediately is number one, you felt her authenticity and number two, you knew it was true. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like I, mean, I w- did I was because just- you wouldn't say you knew it was true when she said it, she back to authenticity. It was a real compliment. It wasn't like, Oh God, she's got this all wrong. Right. Yeah.
0: No, yeah, no, no. I, you know, there's, I have challenges, trust me, but right, it, it, it really resonated that I was like, Oh my gosh, somebody sees me, sees my mom and how she's really tried to raise us to be strong anyway. So it's funny. I was just thinking about that a few weeks ago. Maybe it was when I was going through this value exercise that it came to me,
1: he, you know, and people are valued for different things. The thing that comes to mind with me, and it's, it's a secondhand compliment. And sometimes those secondhand compliments, uh, my counselor told me that once he had said the secondhand compliments that you hear through another person sometimes are those that really stick with you. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if this is really a secondhand compliment, but, uh, gosh, I'm putting this off. I I think I have changed my password, so I'll make sure none of them have this (laughs) in it, but, uh, back in the day before we had tight passwords mine were always new chapter and two was garrett and then three was once we moved um and you know with kids you know i have to share your passwords for different things ben my middle had picked up on this new chapter i didn't even say what it was you know i'd give it to him but he knew what it was And he told me one time he sent me a little note and he used, or maybe it was in a text. He used the hashtag with his initials and new chapter two, because he was going to start traveling. And I thought the secondhand compliment was he valued me for my sense of adventure. And I'll add to that, Amy, when you're valued for your core values and somebody sees that without you telling them. Wow, I mean, it's like a mind blow, you right, know, right. the fact that he admired me for that and he started using that it's so silly, but it was just like, oh my gosh, I had no idea. He noticed that I had no idea that he saw that as something that was, you know, that that, that he was valuing me for that. Right. Yeah.
0: Oh my gosh. I love that. That's awesome. Especially when your kids
1: do that. It's like, oh my gosh, they noticed. They hey. saw it. So, link back with yours when you talk about the book and go back to your core values. Okay. So, would that have linked back? What core value of yours would that have linked to, whether it be a theme or whether it be an actual value? Because usually those are the biggest triggers is when somebody recognizes your core value.
0: Uh, I would say, like, some of my themes were peace, authenticity. Growth, I would, you know, growth and authenticity. I think think growth too. Yeah, like it. It just shows that I'm developing. That I'm
1: strong is being real too. It's not being pushy. It's not. It's being real.
0: Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh! And that was when I was young. (laughs) Things have changed. Well, no, things are evolving. Always evolving. Right. Okay. So as we're talking about this action piece, what else do you want to add to this? Like what other advice do you have for us to uh, move to the action
1: piece? I, I'm going to go with the little things. Cause here's, what's funny, Amy, when we, when we come in here cold, I'm thinking of the big stuff. So when we started yeah. the conversation, I love it. Cause you were thinking of not the small stuff because the small stuff is the big stuff you you're thinking more not day to day, but I was thinking the big triggers, you know, I want to quit my job. I want to, and, and I love the concept with action of saying, okay, do I have a noticeable trigger? Cause I'm going to take that trigger like work. I want to quit my job. I want, I, you know, I, I don't like my job. I, I, the yeah. only way to improve my happiness factor is if I resign, right? The action is to go back to the V cubed and say, I'm going to unwind this. What is it? go back to your core values, look at your themes, look at what you're being valued for. Are you doing work that is of your value, right? That's part of being valued is it's not just somebody valuing you for it. If you're doing something that is completely boring, you're not good at it. You're underqualified, overqualified. over, you know, is there a combination there? And how are you interacting with the team around you? Are you being, are you being, um, real to them too. And the one thing I'll throw in with this example, and I'll stop this example is I read an article yesterday, how people are looking more for uh, what they need. That's part of the great resignation. And it used to be that the companies would say, you know, we talked about the ping pong tables and all of this, but even more so it was all about their mission the company's values. And now there's this intersection where they need to meet in the middle. And that gets back to a conversation. So you start with the conversation. And if it's talking to a wall and nothing's being honored and they know you're not happy and it's just get over yourself, well, then that's probably when you need to move on. But many times the conversation will lead to different ways to help increase one of the three value factors, if you have an open conversation. And Amy, I love the things. The second thing I'll talk about is when there isn't an obvious trigger, but you want to continue to live this in your daily life. You don't necessarily need a pivot, but you want to lead your best life. And you want to notice the things that you can change and you can better to make things better. And I love your approach at looking each one of the three and saying, okay, how am I going to, what do I need to Uh, honor my core values as something not being honored right now, like peace for me. Do I need to do something, a little bit of adventure, even if it's taking the dog down to the Creek, you know, what do I need to honor that? And then think about the other two and the people around you. But the last thing I'll say is the, your significant other, your kids, your roommate, the people you're most with take the time to have the conversation with them, have the conversation, because even though you're not pushing them you'll probably find too that if if that there's a reason why there's that relationship and uh why it's there that deep understanding and there's nothing better to more deeply know someone that's a big part of your inner circle and for them to know you better and to get that understanding going. And sometimes it is taking the, some of these assessments. They're fun. Even if it's talking about what's my word and why, that's a great exercise to do after, do, do a values exercise. It's free, you can do it. Then talk about your themes, your whys, and then also talk about um, maybe what, what's, your, what's your action word? Because that's what the word and the bracelet is all about is what's my focal action right now that I want to focus on. And right. it should encompass that V cubed, right? What are those yeah. things? And mine is being right now. And I think I am going to change mine to curious. Mine's I, like to this I don't have, I don't have my bracelet with me right now. I just
0: looked, I was like, oh, I think it's down on my, on my jewelry. I just put um, mine on. So yeah, <laughs> good for you. But I have it posted here. So I see it every day finish
1: and it, it helps me come back around and say, all right. A word is a great, that's a great way to end our action conversation is to to assess what you have. And it's kind of fun to have a word because you know what else the word does? People will ask, what's that bracelet you have on? What is that? That is a great way to start a conversation and they'll tell you their word and you'll find out what their word is. And that's a great conversation starter for value, for the value cubed. It really is.
0: It is. I agree. All right. So, do we have a challenge this week? This one's you know, good. I, I
1: feel like I'm throwing it's mine really out. Uh, do you have any ideas? Because I, if you do you have something top of mind, no, go for it. You know what? I, I want everybody to come up with their word. What's your action word? What's your I word love it. Word yes. That you now, want to focus on.
0: So, here's what I'm going to say about that. I told you when we did this last yeah. year at the beginning of the year, it feels When I did it for the beginning of the year, it felt like a really big commitment to come up with one word for the year. And so you, I just want to say, gave me the grace to say, this could be a one month word. This could be a 90 day word. It can be. So I will put this little asterisk as you're identifying your word note that it can change. It can change mine out all the time. I know. And mine Came January 1st. I think we did our words and mm-hmm. mine was finish. And then I took a break from finish over the summer. <laughs> and so now I have it back up and I'm like, okay, I'm refocusing and my word is finished again. So perfect.
1: It can come and go. It can come and go. It can come and go. And so- I'd say make it at least a week because we need repetition. <laughs> if it's oh, make it a week and yeah. out after a year. As,
0: can you imagine changing your word every day? Okay. Today, my word is
1: it might be fun, but you might be making up some really good ones after a while. I know, exactly.
0: Okay. So thank you, Sandy. This is great. I love the project or the challenge of finding a word and That's until done. next time, We're thank gonna you. Finish. We're going to finish. Yeah. All right. All See right. you later.